0: Welcome to Away with the Fairies podcast, a deep dive into the other world, underworld, and inner world. Fact or fiction, you decide, and may whatever resonates guide you into a deeper understanding of your own sacred truth. Hello, and welcome to episode two of Away with the Fairies. Thank you to everyone who listened to my first episode and gave me incredible feedback. I am really excited to be facilitating this podcast. I was worried that it was maybe too woo-woo and all the feedback is just go go for it just be your complete authentic self and tell the truth so here we go as i say i'm sharing my truth i hope that it inspires you to discover your own truth i know that throughout my time of studying with different master teachers and being clear audience some things i hear resonate so deeply and begin this blooming from within and helping you to remember. And a lot of the ancient knowledge has been lost. So when I share my story and tell things that have happened to me, I'm not doing so in order to say like, I'm so amazing, this is how sacred I am. I'm sharing because I know that there is a collective awakening and this is the potential. This is the seeds that help you to awaken in your memory because all of your power, the full spectrum of your power is embodied within you. It's simply latent if you aren't accessing it. And sometimes it just takes one sentence or one word for that to catalyze a reaction in which you begin to awaken and activate and something blooms from within you into your realized potential, into your awareness. So I was also advised to share my story, you know, how why I am communicating with the fairies. I definitely did not apply for this job on indeed.com or what, what, what that working website is. I know that was the one in London, I believe. I I would never have guessed this would have turned into a calling and a role that I am so grateful to, to be able to, uh, to do this work. It's just so, so, so fulfilling in my heart and in my body. And I'm a guide, you know, I am a facilitator. So the energy that is moving through me into you as you listen to my voice, is this channel of connection um, into this other world. So let me begin by telling the truth of my story. As much as I can tell where it's not, we're not on here for hours, I'll give you a kind of brief introduction and we will you know, move through it over the course of the podcast as well when stuff arises, but I'm going to share what's what's coming forward to be shared. So this, this path of mine, this calling, this priestess path, this shamanic path, this is a path that is deeply ancestral. It is a calling. And I believe that many women are awakening around the world being called uh, and men into the embodiment of their power, into the embodiment of sharing what their magic is with the world without shame, without question, just complete acceptance. And my, my sensitivity to the other world began when I was young. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I would be communing with spirits and I'd be channeling. From the age of five, I remember I'd be writing these beautiful poems about the moon, and my mom would look at me and be like, this came from you. (laughs) What? 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 And I, I kind of recognized that maybe it wasn't okay. And so I shut it down, and later one of my mentors in London told me, Uh, Your guides actually put a sleeper chip is what they called it over my third eye so that I didn't end up in um, a mental institution (laughs) for, you know, people that they thought were insane. And I like on a side note, I was speaking with one of my girlfriends the other day about what is sanity and what is insanity. And I personally believe that sanity is the ability to be able to perceive and communicate at the collective reasoning level. So where everyone thinks that you're quote unquote normal, if you're able to perceive and communicate and stay in line, like, or just aware of and expressing and receiving inside that zone, then you're remaining sane. Whereas there is an entire framework. There is an entire universe outside of that one dimensional frequency of sanity. And so I would say insane is actually what you call sanity. And maybe sanity is being asleep. You know, maybe we need to go out sane. We need to go outside of the sane level of accepted communication and perceptions. So they put a sleeper chip over my third eye. And when I was 13, I believe it was, or maybe 14, around that age, I remember going to a church with one of my friends and this pastor got off the stage and came and found me and I'm quite little. So I don't, they didn't see me. They were just kind of walking around and I was watching her like, what is she doing? And she came over to me and directly beelined and was like, I have a message for you. May I speak with you? And I was like, uh, and she said, is it okay if I deliver this message? And asked, my friend's mom and my friend's mom was like, yeah. And she held my hands and looked directly in my eyes and said, your life's path is one that you must accept. If you do accept, you will work with God. If you don't accept, you can lead a normal, pleasant life. And I thought, okay, I am not converting to your religion. Uh, I will be leaving now. (laughs) But in fact, this message was then delivered to me a few times. Uh, throughout the, my life by three different women in three different countries. They all had different words for God, but uh, the same message was delivered. And by the fourth time I heard it, I said, okay, this is not just a coincidence or some crazy woman trying to convert me to some, you know, religion. And thank God they told me. Because one day I was vacuuming my room in London where I was working as the head of business development at a management consulting firm on Savile Row and Mayfair, which is the poshest street in all of London. Suited and booted, having so much fun. And I all of a sudden felt this presence arise arrive and I was guided to the foot of my bed and I just knew to lay my hands out and I and I was asked the question are you willing to lead a life of service are you willing to walk your path again and I said yes and I just started hysterically sobbing as what can only be called white lightning shot into both my hands and down through my head and All of my clear powers came back instantly. Uh, I was convulsing. And when I woke up, I thought, I've definitely gone mad. And because then I could see and hear and know the spiritual world and more beings. And I I just couldn't live in London anymore. It was too overwhelming. So I moved to Jamaica, where uh, my ancestral home is, uh, Jamaica and Ireland, and my aunt was living there, and she's my safe space. And so I just was like, I need to go. What did you make up? <laughs> and I remember telling my beloved aunt, you know, I'm seeing angels and uh, speaking with uh, spirits, and I don't know if it's normal. And she just looked at me and was like, I. what would Eckhart say? I don't—she follows Eckhart Tolle. She's like, I don't know. And we were both just very bewildered. Here. <laughs> Bless her soul. And from that moment when I surrendered and just followed where my heart was leading. You know, I left a beautiful bedroom, two bedroom apartment in Chelsea, London. And I moved with one suitcase, giving away all my belongings to Jamaica because I just knew I needed to be there. And I just instead of running in fear from what was happening to me and this elevation in my perception, even though I had no frame of reference and no learning for what I was doing, I started allowing it to happen. I just allowed the experiences to happen. I surrendered into it. And yes, there were some moments where I met beings that I was terrified of, which I will talk about in another podcast, the training that I did in the astral realm to learn to Fight, quote-unquote demons, and it's never about fighting them. It's always about meeting them in love. And so I messed up a few times in fear, trust me. (laughs) But the moment I began embracing what was happening to me in surrender and going where my heart was calling me, teachers began to arrive. And I was very, very blessed that I met teacher after teacher after teacher who called me to come train with them one was a yoga master, and I went and trained in the hills of Jamaica where I learned about diet and my health of the body and the mind and meditation. And that just increased my sensitivity and really helped me to oh ma- make this all more comfortable when my body wasn't inflamed, when my mind was clear. And then I met an incredible vibrational science teacher who invited me to train with him in vibrational and spiritual science and crystal medicine. And I moved to Asheville to train with him. And he really helped me to understand that I wasn't just some mad woman go- losing it. He taught me all about the spiritual worlds and about discernment. You know, empowered yeses and nos are so important. And he he encouraged me to train with other healers and shamans. And I, I trained with some incredible, incredible people who turned up and in my gut, I knew I should train with them. Now, at this time, yoga wasn't even cool yet. So everyone thought I was, I joined a cult. I'm not joking how many questions I received. Are you in a cult? Because I was studying vibrational science in the wilderness, basically of Asheville, and it was a very unusual thing to do. And I felt very rogue because people stopped being able to communicate with me because I had moved outside of the sanity box where they knew what to ask, you know, how's your boyfriend or how's your job or how, where are you enjoying where you're? Those questions did not apply to me anymore because no one had any idea what I was doing. They were just kind of like, listen, if, if you're in trouble, send us an SOS and we'll come get you. (laughs) Like they just thought I'd gone mad. And. I spent this time just learning how to transform my energy, which is essential. is essential to develop self-awareness of self in order to be able to evolve. And so I, I was on this kind of mad journey studying with these teachers. And then it just became very clear that it was time for me to start My work as a healer. And I didn't want to be a healer. That is not something that I sought out to be. It's not something that I, again, applied for. It is something that people began approaching me and saying, I know you can heal me. And my response was, no, I'm not a healer. And they said, you are, and I know you can heal me. And this happened so many times that I decided I would give it a try. And I realized that I could and now it's just a part of me like breathing i couldn't imagine not doing it it's just an impetus that is something it's like it calls me it's like it pulls me into myself and then i was working as a healer for many years and and got the hit to go to ireland which is where everything really escalated my grandmother was born in ireland and irish and my female lineage goes back in ireland i since I I actually don't have a, a start or end date. And my mother was born in Ireland and it was actually my grandmother who taught me how to be a healer. She came to me and taught me, she said, you are a weaver and you are carrying this on through the ancestral lineage of the shamanic Celtic way. And this I pass to you and you will be doing this work with the ancestors of the land and this is how you do it. And she showed me that Everything that I was to do with my work, it was all outside of the mind. So if I am to think, I immediately stop the process. It is when I stop thinking and allow the energy to flow through me and allow myself to feel it and allow it to take over in a way where I'm the channel, then the, then the work begins. And so her teaching was not, it was more about undoing than doing anything. And so I, continued and another medicine man we found each other here and went through a series of initiations with him which i'll get into in another podcast and was called to begin leading sacred pilgrimages of ireland and what i want to tie in to this podcast with the you know my story and talking about why i'm here and how i came here. To do this work is the importance of what I've witnessed in myself and what I've witnessed in everyone that I've been healing and guiding is, and what I believe our ascension journey is now, which just like my job, I didn't set out to do it. I was called and it only makes sense looking back. The ascension journey is a calling and it doesn't make sense. Each step you take, you just have to blindly trust. And it only makes sense when you look back. But what I'm witnessing happening in myself when I went through the death of who I was and all of the training, you know, shaping and reshaping my mind, and it wasn't bindings, it wasn't into a framework, all of the training that I received was blowing up the framework, was unbinding myself, was releasing myself from the norm, was allowing myself to surrender into the unknown, was allowing myself to be outside of the perceived notion of what is normal. And that is how I ended up in my soul calling, feeling really fulfilled. And what I'm witnessing in the women, I work mostly with women who show up, is what I went through, which is this death, this releasing, this unbinding of this restriction that has been on them in this life and past lifetimes and ancestral. And it's this dense energy and this conditioning of limitation and suffering. And women especially take on and hold these burdens because we feel so much and hold these wounds and carry these wounds. And it's the unleashing. It is the undoing. It is the total freedom and liberation into the unknown, into this primordial essence of complete nothingness that you first must walk into. It is a death. I see people's shadow body, you know, which is what I call all of the accumulated dense energy that you hold on to as you walk into your life walk through your life carrying these wounds it creates an actual energy body that is condensed shadow that is inside of you you're literally carrying it and i see this death of the shadow body release from the body be recycled and this liberation happen where this expansiveness takes place this space opens And the higher frequencies of life force that are meant to rise begin to rise. And I see that everyone who is wanting to ascend needs to make this space. The shadow has to be released. It has to die. And it is not a good feeling because you have to process. You have to become aware of where the shadow lies. That's how it's processed. And you can literally feel like you're dying when you're in the throes of this Anxiousness or sorrow or pain or fear that is the anchor point of the shadow body that is related to a trauma. It will become into your awareness so acutely as it is dying and then it will be released. And when it's released, you open and expand and change your vibration. You jump dimensions. You literally shift timelines. And you open to expand to receive more of this primordial force and essence that flows through your body. And when you have more energy because you've made more space, you have more momentum and higher frequencies rolling within you. Just at a certain point, they become ecstatic, orgasmic waves of bliss rolling through you. And this is what the priestesses used to be like all of the time, just in ex. Static aliveness. And this is what we're reclaiming this primordial sensuality and creativity and fertility. And the women and myself, this whole journey that I went on, it was about unleashing myself, unbinding myself, unwinding myself from the conditioning that I had acquired, the traumas that I had suffered. That definitely limited my self-esteem, definitely eliminated my, you know, belief in abundance that I could acquire it and made me terrified of using my voice. So I, you know, me doing this right now is a huge step for me, to be honest, because this would, I wouldn't have been able to do this, you know, a few years ago. And this primal force that rises is the energy that is required for you to be able to call back your soul that has been locked away in time-space locks. So when you're traumatized or when you something happens to you and you're not processing the energy and you acquire shadow instead, you leave your soul, because we're in a dual world, right, in this dimension. So you're either embodying your soul or shadow in certain parts of your consciousness. So if you... Uh, acquire shadow, your soul will get locked in a space-time lock and you're going to have to acquire it back. So this healing journey, this ascension journey is this calling back of the soul of all aspects of consciousness into the present embodiment. And there's a literal structure to your soul there's a literal structure to your crystalline light body which is what you need to access your soul in full expression of its embodiment this is the energy pathways the energy centers the auric field the subtle energy bodies all of these structures to your energy body which have been forgotten in the west are essential to be called back into their highest power into the full potency of their potential as we are ascending. You have to call back, you have to reactivate all these structures within you in order to embody your fullest potential. So as you go on your healing journey and you release a major trauma through processing it finally and not running from it and not having it haunt you, you will First of all, release the trauma response. So the pattern will end because you are not reliving, you know, the trigger every time that you experience a like uh, resonant situation. Uh, You will go through the death of the shadow and you will open and expand to be able to embody more energy where you were locked and prohibited before. Expand, embody your soul. And be on the path to activating more of your structure. So coherence, harmony, balance requires us, the structure to be active. So when you incarnate and we went through the forgetting, they were veils, veils, perception was veiled lower dimensional reality. I talked on this a little bit in my first episode. You know, we walked into a denser dimension on purpose, so that we could increase the potency of our directed linear consciousness so that we could develop left brain linear thinking and create this superpower so that when our force then connects with it, we're creators. So that is the remembering the unity while activating the individuation. So the unity you can think of as the feminine, primal energy, universal source, and the individuation you can think of as the matrix, the crystalline light body, and the framework within which we awaken to be able to access the unity, to be able to then use both of them as a coherent vessel. So many have forgotten the unity. Many have forgotten the goddess. Many have forgotten the primal power of their energy. Now, this is a dual world, so it works hand in hand. As you begin to unlock yourself from trauma, as you begin to remember who you are, your soul, as you begin to unbind yourself from whatever is leashing you, you remember more primal energy, you remember greater life force, and this activates your coherent structure, this activates your light body. Now, If we were meant to be all amalgamated together, we wouldn't have unique, individuated forms. And our physical body is just the last manifestation of our individuated form. So we are awakening the full power of our divinity inside a coherent vessel so that we can act upon the world. And this power is held by ancestors, by light beings, like the say who are all helping us to remember. And I remember the first time I began seeing these spiritual beings, I was like, why are you helping us? Why do you care? Why do you love us? Like compared to you, we are so debased in this separation, in our pain and suffering, and you are light and you are love and you are so good. And I feel like a lesser evil compared to you. And all of them have always communicated the same thing is that We love you. We're one. You know, at their level of consciousness, they're in harmony and peace. And they, from the goodness of their hearts, want to help us. And because we're all connected by this one field of universal consciousness from where we all come, when we develop qualities in our consciousness as a collective, as a group of beings, we share the consciousness of those qualities with all beings in the universe. So the beings in the universe that have come before us, we have many of the qualities that we do because in all the qualities that we do because they have developed them in epochs before our time. So the qualities that we're developing, they're going to benefit from as well and they want to help us out of this love and this lineage this ancestral lineage is beyond the physical i remember when i started working as a healer and i would see their aunt people's ancestors from beyond the grave showing up to help and i was like you're in heaven you're beyond this plane why on earth are you coming back why why do you care like go be in heaven and heaven to them is making sure that everyone they've ever loved and everyone in their ancestral lineage is healed and okay. And from beyond the veil, my grandmother comes and helps me heal everyone in my family. She is a force. And 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 when we're working together, I understand because the power of love that she has when she comes, it's like adamant. That it's going to be okay. But however, beyond the veil, beyond life, they don't have the power to break and restore and heal ancestral curses, ancestral trauma. They don't have that power. It's us who has the power in our physical dimension, in the individuation, because we have the power of free will. It is through our choice. That we are able to break curses, to uh, heal ancestral trauma, to change the dynamic. So they come and help us. And they also are helping us ascend out of love and out of the unity of all that is. But also everyone benefits when we, um, when we achieve love. So. This journey uh, that I went through, where I I was, you know, had a spontaneous spiritual awakening and chose to let everyone think I was mad as I followed my heart and trained with teachers that everyone thought I was in a (laughs) cult. I was like, I'm studying yoga and vibrational science and aromatherapy and crystals. If that's a cult to you, then yes, I am definitely, but no, I am not. And followed the rogue way to remember. And what I found was even when I was training with all of my teachers, they really helped set a framework for me to kind of break the norm and trust myself. And the greatest teachings and the most empowering teachings actually came from within me. So every time, you know, they helped me to clear my energy to to set up a really healthy way of life, to not be afraid of what I was seeing, to not think I was crazy, to be okay in this rogue state. And the more that I began to clear myself and heal myself, my vibration began to rise and energy and the consciousness and the awareness and the knowledge and the wisdom began to rise from within me. And that was way more powerful than anything I was learning in the external world. And, you know, guides and teachers come into your life to sort of open a door for you and help you ascend from one level to the next. And then it's your job to continue and just access this innate wisdom that is within you, you know, after the activation is received. And this calling right now to come into complete embodiment is about undoing. It is about unleashing yourself. It is about unwinding what you've learned is about letting die who you think you are. Because who you truly are is way beyond that. I have really a hard time, you know, labeling myself with titles. It's like, how do you it, nothing feels like it resonates. It just I don't like to kind of limit into one word or be judged by one word. Of course, the people meant to be in your life would never judge you. But it's, it's this undoing that bes you're becoming. and if you can trust that and you can just bravely be in the unknown like you're out at sea for a period of time and just let yourself be unnormal, let yourself be out sane you know let yourself just liberate from whatever is trapping you because the suffering is only temporary and if you allow it and you face it it will it, that is what will free you. You don't become liberated in the good times you become liberated in the trauma in the darkness. But if you face it well, you won't stay there. You will move into this expansive new chapter where your power will begin to come forth. And it is about recalling yourself. So it's about unleashing yourself and then recalling yourself. You have to turn yourself on. You need to be turned on. You have to put yourself first you have to let your energy rise through you so that you have momentum to come home to yourself, to be fully embodied. It is about letting die what no longer you need to hold on to, setting those healthy boundaries by saying no, having discernment, to call your energy back to yourself, to come into complete embodiment because you're honestly of no use if you are a waif, if you're a half living a half life with very limited energy. Moving from illness to illness to illness. I mean, I don't think that's living. That sounds like purgatory to me. Living from distraction to distraction to distraction. You know, that's actually very fun sometimes, but it's not fulfilling. The fulfillment comes after you let die what doesn't serve you and you bravely go into this darkness. This real it's darkness. And you let yourself become and you begin calling yourself back to yourself and you begin harnessing your energy for yourself and you begin turning yourself on and you allow the energy to rise through you and you allow your innate sensuality to bloom and rise and you allow yourself to flow into presence. There are places you can go that accelerate this shamanic death and rebirth. Ireland is one of them. You Die when you walk onto the sacred sites. You are literally dismembered if you're with a guide who especially opens the sites for you. And through that dismemberment, you are remembered because the full potential of yourself that is lying latent can come forward and become embodied. And that is when abundance starts to flow in because guess what? You're present. The universe can bring to you what is meant for you because there's someone at home If you are not occupying all of your energy, if shadow is in your body and in your field instead of your soul, you are going to be drained and you're just going to be experiencing void where you could be experiencing abundance. Now that's a sweeping generalization, but I'm showing you the duality at its extreme so that you can get an understanding. And when you begin to embody your soul and you become present, the universe It's like you switch on a light. You turn yourself on. The universe senses your frequency. You are radiating your unique vibration. What is meant for you comes forth. Your life becomes a calling. You align with your dharma. And abundance flows in. And much more than that. Abundance in every area. So my advice in this realm of work is to always... Follow your heart and listen to your intuition and don't try to be normal. Try to be yourself, be your authentic self and you will discover deeper and deeper revolutions of yourself which will begin to rise and your life will begin to bloom like a sacred rose because your frequency is medicine and the world needs you. now. There are so many, so many spiritual guides across the world, across the universe. There, you know, are the Fae who have asked me to do this podcast and I am going to be communicating the stories that they want me to tell and the messages that they want me to tell. There are the angels, there are your ancestors, there are beings of love and light who some would call aliens. There are primordial animals like dragons and unicorns, all real. There are the little fairies who are really associated with the elements of nature. There are spirit guides like spiritual power animals. And all of these beings come help you um, and bond with you to strengthen your energy field. So when you are journeying into the other world, These sacred animals that you connect with serve to enhance your energy so that you're really strong, so that you can move into other worlds. They will reflect something in you that will assist you in your journey, a a consciousness that will strengthen your field so that you can safely, securely, and most potently travel into other dimensions. So people have different sacred power animals, different guardian angels, different Ascended master guides, you know, ancestral lineages, all of this is to strengthen and bolster your energy field as you begin to connect with them. Now, if you can't connect with them right now, that's okay. When you start clearing yourself and you start purifying your energy and you start raising your vibration, you will because all of the clear powers are spiritual organs of perception. You merely have to be at a certain vibration to awaken within you. So don't think that this is for someone and it's outside of the remit of what someone else can attain. That's not true. Everyone has the full power spectrum within them. It's really about awakening. And if you don't have something either manifested in your life or a power that you desire, then the place to look is not outside of yourself. It's actually inside of yourself to purify, cleanse, release, unbind yourself so that you can raise your vibration and access higher dimensions of your being so i hope that you um, enjoyed today's podcast and i am sending you so much love from ireland and i hope you have an energy infusion into your holistic energy field for your highest good and the highest good of all right now and just sending you blessings and prayers and the purest vibration of love light. So, thank you everyone.